Yeah, it's very powerful. You know, I was out of all those years, I'm trying to think. Um, there was, I, I believe in 2017, I was like, look, like you, you guys are coming. I just type source now, you better, you know what I mean? Like it was one of those moments. But yeah, the, yeah like out of like all those years, it was like one year, you know. And they um, came that year? They did come upstairs and and have some cake and then, you know, have a couple drinks. And and that was, and it, you know, it's funny, it's like, was that so hard? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you, you just have to, you know, with mainstream media, I mean, it goes both sides in some ways, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I tell my friends, I'm like, look, you have to just look and research on your own, be a free thinker. And then when someone on media is saying some BS, you call it out, you know, yeah. you, and you say, and you text your friends, you'd be like, see, this is what I was talking about. So therefore fool me once me fool me twice. Okay. And you, I think like that word of discernment is just like replaying it in my head mm-hmm. because you, you can't always believe what you're hearing. And, and we've talked about this. Why are we getting crucified for questioning stuff? Exactly. You need to question stuff. When we were kids, we would say, why, 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 yeah. why? <laughs> and, and, but that's how you learned. The kids that are most inquisitive are the ones that become leaders because they understand the importance of being curious. Mm. You need to be curious to create things. So I had to be curious to play basketball. I had to be curious to, to go to college in a different place. I had no family. I had to be curious to say, wow, I, I want to transition from basketball to bodybuilding. I mean, no one's ever done that. But I was so mm-hmm. curious. That curiosity made me read more, made me study more, and make me win more. So I think mm-hmm. right now we're in a great time. It's actually like when people say, oh, this, this world is wild times. It's crazy. Yes, it is. But this is the perfect opportunity for people to educate themselves. This is a perfect opportunity because imagine, you know, we're in our 40s, right? So, like, imagine 20 years from now if more men, more men Mm. study who they are as a person. And if they are, you know, a biblical faith, great. Get deep into that. Yeah. Learn more about how we got here as far as a nation. And then start really asking some real questions as to what do you want for yourself? What do you want for your loved ones? And then do, do these policies tie in with that? And if they don't, then you don't vote for them. So exactly. Yesterday, so yesterday I'm doing another podcast, you know, with Pat and the guys on PVD podcast, shout out to PVD podcast. And I said, you know, <laughs> I'm not the person that's going to look at my neighbor who that voted for Biden and crucify that person. What I'm mm-hmm. going to say to that person is, do you like the policies? And if they say, and I'm going to say, listen, I'm not here to say that you were a fool, you're an idiot, a moron, a, you know, all these names, because I think that's where you don't bring you lose people. people. Right. Yeah. So I, you can't, so you can't I, start off with an insult and then expect somebody can. to listen to you. And that's where, you know, you go on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. And that's what people are doing. Yeah. And I almost want to message them and say, I understand where you're coming from because because the right got hit. So, you know, the right got their butt kicked in the election. You got you got fooled and, you know, things happened. Well, here's the cool part. 
You can talk to your neighbor that's on the other side and ask them these real questions and have real good debates and, and remind them like, hey, man, I love you as a human being. I just want you to look at these policies and I want you to ask yourself, you don't have to answer to me. I'm not your, I'm not your God. I'm not your daddy. But if you want to have a good conversation, let's talk about this. And if the answer is like, hey, man, that you're right or the policies don't fit, don't vote for that crap again. Exactly. Don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. And if you're worried about party affiliation, do what I've done. Register as an independent and say, you know what? I'll go on this side this time and I can go on that side the next time. If that's mm-hmm. how you feel, like you feel like so weird about like party affiliation, just stay down the middle. You can be center left or center right. But don't you dare, America, vote for these dumbass. Sorry, I didn't want to mm-hmm. curse. But don't you vote for that garbage because yeah. too many people, too many real hardworking Americans have lost their businesses and they lost their drive. I don't, I'm going to be honest, David. I mean, like we're in a very interesting time where I believe men have to bring, like have to pick up other men right now, man. Yeah. Because they, because they are damaged. Who Mm -hmm. isn't damaged from COVID in some way? If you're already like, if you were already like on the fence and you were dealing with something already in like 2019 and this happened. Yeah. Devastation. You really need your brothers right now to pick you up and say, look, man, like we got you. Let's let's figure this out. But by by God, do not vote for these policies ever again. And you better yeah, or the people peddling them. You can't do it, man. Like you have to get on the grassroots. You know, you have to go to those town hall meetings. I mean, we're seeing now that like, you know, the town hall meetings are starting to get ambushed by like, you know, three letter organizations because they realize the people aren't putting up with this anymore. Like in California, cause I got a lot of yep. friends in Cali, you know, they're like, Hey, we're not putting up with this. And I'm like, you got to keep going. You got to yeah. keep showing up. Yep. I'm going to get into, uh, uh, I want to get into black lives matter. I want to get into, uh, the mass, the mandates, and then more on Trump with HBCUs, uh, mm. and what the Democrats have just done, what Joe Biden specifically just did to the black community, to the historical black colleges and universities. And and hopefully what the what takes place, hopefully the hopefully the 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 tidal wave of people waking up that that did maybe still slam us and bash us for, you know, our support of uh, conservative values and and President Trump that was pushing conservative values and pushing positive things for the historical black colleges and universities. We're going to get into that in just a second. I got to do a quick word from today's sponsor. Friends, if you love this David J. Harris Jr. show and you want to show support support yourself. I'm telling you, I feel so good every morning when I wake up on my pillow mattress topper. My my pillow mattress topper. It's got to be I think one of his best uh, products that he's got over there, but I've got his bathrobe, I've got his sheets, I love his towels. I got even I even got his slippers, but I love his mattress topper the most. If you need to sleep good, if you want to make sure you get a great night's sleep, then get over to mypillow.com and get yourself a mattress topper or the mattress. It's amazing as well but the mattress topper is only a couple hundred bucks. Use the code Trump 2020. When you do, you'll be supporting the Patriot. That is Mike Liddell. That's standing up for truth and justice in the, in this country and still trying to expose what, what took place in the last election. And he's got more to come. So use the code Trump 2020 over at mypillow.com and find yourself something nice. And he'll know that you heard it here. All right, Phil, black lives matter, man. Do black lives matter to you, Phil? 
I'm, I, don't, I don't know if I should. I don't, I don't know. I can't tell by looking at you if you should already have a, an, an idea, a feeling on if Black Lives Should Matter. I think what I, I think. Let me, let me if you don't mind, can I tell you a quick story about how Absolutely. I first got engaged with that? Yeah. So, you know, I'm from Seattle and I believe did it originate there? I believe so. Somewhere around there. I mean, it, so, it first came out in 2013, right before right. the election. It kind of rode and then it disappeared, disappeared got a little it. bit and it came back. So, you know, I'm I'm with Cherie. I brought her. I wanted to uh, bring her to Seattle to hang out with my family during the holidays. And this must have been like maybe 2015 or something like that. So we fought it. I'm like, okay, I want to show you downtown. So we're staying downtown, you know, at the Westin Hotel. And I was like, we're just going to walk and we're going to go to Westlake Mall and we're going to have a good time. And I hear all of this Black Lives Matter stuff. And I didn't understand what was going on. So people are yelling, Black Lives Matter. And then someone would say, all lives matter. Black lives matter. All lives matter. I'm just trying to go to Lululemon to go buy some sweatpants and shirt. She's trying to just- Which, you, which, which you know, little sidebar, Lululemon has come out to say that they're going to now support abortions for their employees in opposition oh, yeah. to the heartbeat law in Texas. So just a little tidbit. Damn, we're not now I, gotta, now I gotta, can't go there now. Can't go there. We're not now. buying Lulu anymore. I, I, I was giving I you do it no more. in case you hadn't heard. I didn't know. So thank you for telling me because now they won't get my money. But I mean, you know, exactly. it's, just, it's not going to happen. So I'm literally just trying to understand like what the heck is going on. So <laughs> we're, we ended our shopping because people are like, harass now they're harassing us. You're out here shopping and like this is going on. And, and I'm like, I'm yelling at these kids like, you need to get out of here. I'm grown. I'm a grown man. And you I'm must just here. Be, to, you must be wearing a big sweatshirt. They couldn't see how big you were, huh? Yeah, or they just was, up in numbers. Well, they were probably getting encouraged because they probably saw the cops there, you know. So I go out, I walk outside and I'm thinking, there's like a rally going outside. So one of the cops actually recognized me and was like, Hey Phil, what's going on? And I was like, Officer, what in the hell is going on here? He goes, You didn't know? You, my friend, just walked into the biggest all lives, black lives versus matter. Like, and I said, you see my face right now. I'm like, I'm looking at him like he's got three heads. I'm like, I don't know what the heck is this is, but I know one thing. I don't like this because this doesn't matter to me. So when I say it doesn't matter to me, what does that mean? My life has always mattered. My life yeah. has mattered the entire 41 years I've been on this amazing planet. And I don't need someone to create a trend. I don't need that. What I need is, is uh, you know, do I believe in justice reform? Absolutely. I, I, do I believe in the police department? Absolutely. Do I believe in, you know, making sure that criminals get, you know, hammered? Damn right. Yeah. But what I don't need is, I'm just going to be honest, I don't need a white person telling me how to be black. I definitely don't. Exactly. Which a whole lot of white liberals, I, I, I haven't heard any. I, I honestly can't say I've had one white conservative ever try to tell me how to be black or what it means to be black or what side mm -hmm. I should be on. But I hear it a hell of a lot from white liberals. I, I, I heard that once before as well. And I asked the simple question, um, when did my blackness become a trend and why? Mm. Because at the end of the day, 
I just want to be left alone. Yeah. I just want to be able to go to work. I just want to be able to and see enjoy, my family. And enjoy the freedoms that we have right. because of the Constitution, because the, right. of the wrongs. They're not saying we didn't come through, you know, some horrific things yes. in this country, but what country hasn't? And a lot of countries still have slavery. We've come Dude. through that, and our Constitution has rectified it, has made it to where we are all on an evil, even playing field to go get up and put our best foot forward and become Mr. Olympia. If that's what's I, in the cards. For look, you. look at the end of the day, we live in a world where you have like a lot of talking heads on ESPN, this and that, and the other, you know, basketball players, football players, whatever that have survivor's remorse. And they mm. talk as if they, they have survivor's remorse. I mean, cause they got out. LeBron James comes to mind. Well, they, I mean, personally, it's like definitely. he made it. He made it out, and you he's still like, no, you should celebrate. Like, poor, I'm not going to downplay you know, these accomplishments. This man exactly grew up with without a father figure, to my knowledge, and um, used his God-given abilities to the highest level. And he's done some incredible things. I mean, he's opened yeah. up schools and this and that. These are things that should be celebrated. Of saying, yeah. like, look, a young black man who was who was, you know, born, you know, out of wedlock or whatever, you know, had a great mother you know, supported him. He had the mental fortitude to continue to use his talents. And he's not a, he's not an ignorant person. He's a highly intelligent. I mean, his basketball IQ rivals anyone. So mm -hmm. this is a very smart person. These are things that we talk about nonstop. I think, um, you know, we almost devalue the African-American male, um, especially as if like they can't think for themselves. And if they do, we call them all these type of names. If anything, we're supposed to be lifting each other up. Yeah. And if you go and if you and if you recall, I mean, we both have shaved heads, but at the same time, we've been to a barbershop, and in the barbershop, you talk about all kind of stuff, and it's open for debate. Anything's anything's there. I think right now, again, we're at this point where black people need to remind themselves that it's okay to have a healthy debate. It's okay to talk about these things. Um, when you talk about Black Lives Matter, I understand that Black lives do matter, especially when we're talking about like a, a situation of police brutality or something like that. Absolutely. I mean, I get that part. But when you politicize it and you make it seem like. Like I mean, thousands of black people are being hunted down by police every year. Well, when I mean, when they say the we're being like 10, I'm not going to sit. I'm not going to sit here and say we're being hunted when we hunt ourselves. Exactly. Oh, but you can't say that, but you can't. That's not the talking point. That's not what we want you to talk about. We want no, you to only I mean, focus on the 10 lives in 2019 that were lost at the hands of cops and only four of them were unarmed and two of them, you know, it, it's they don't want those data and those facts. They want to they, 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 they don't want to talk about the the 6000 blacks that get shot and killed. Uh, every single year, 90% of which at the hands of other blacks. They don't want to talk about that, Phil. Imagine, imagine the athletes who, I mean, I don't have the numbers compared to a lot of celebrities and athletes, but imagine if they got together and did their own uh, videos about the shootings in Chicago. Mm. Imagine the power of saying like, look, guys, like no more. Yeah. There's a young child that was hit in the crossfire because of your recklessness. Because if you're beef, because of yeah. your drug beef or whatever the heck it is, a kid got murdered because of this. I, so-and-so, do not approve of this, and I think we all need to do better. Imagine if that was repetitive. We would create change, right? I would yeah. assume and it, so. And it but, also speaks to why none of these Black Lives Matter rallies ever happen 
in in Chicago, you know, in care. Southside Chicago, when black lives get murdered at the hands of other of other black men, it's like I want, nowhere to I be want found. less black. I want less black on black crime. I'm a black Absolutely. man, a black man. I want that. Who wouldn't yeah. want that? Mm-hmm. But when you don't talk about this and you say, well, white people kill each other, too. We're talking about black people, right? Yeah. Let's handle, let's handle ourselves first. If 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 we're you know, hey, we're doing that. We need to come together and quit saying that we're being hunted. Quit doing Stop that. making everybody else the enemy. No and look at the real threat. And we see other cultures. We see other ethnicities migrate to the United States fifty years ago, sixty years ago, and make a great living, flourish. Why are we acting as if we can't do the same? And there are plenty of black folks that do kill it, like do do their thing. But I'm not going to sit here and act as if my parents were slaves. I wasn't. When in, in 1999, when you know I was in college and they were talking about affirmative action, do you think I was happy about that or mad about that? I was mad about that mm-hmm. because I was looking at it as, oh, so you think that I need the bell curve to shift right for me to get a job now that was an insult yep to my intellect because it did not matter you can look at my high school it's not the most prestigious as far as scholastic achievement it's definitely a school that's called the hood school oh you're not going to do anything out of there but i went to a great university that mm. It's very, very expensive. <laughs> and, um, you know, now they produce critical race theory, which is weird. And I'm just like, God darn it. Like, why? Why are we doing this? But, um, you know, and you've heard good. you've heard that the attorney general that Biden is a, has pushed the attorney general uh, Garland to actually get the FBI to now go investigate parents that are showing up at school board meetings in opposition to CRT. So this should show even white people that, um, you know, when I say white people, I mean, white people and black people, I mean, we all need to come together. But at the same time, I mean, we need to pull each other together and say, look, guys, you see what's happening? When you see like some black folks that are maybe like on the left or whatever that don't understand certain things, but yet are still free thinkers, you just have to kind of communicate. Maybe we should just communicate these things and say, hey, don't you realize like, when the FBI gets involved, there's a problem. They don't want you to think for yourself. Why does a three-letter company want you to think a certain way? What is their level of influence? What is their agenda? Maybe we should start really asking these questions and just playing life with our eyes and saying, like, when they show, they definitely don't show, hey, they ain't showing up in Chicago to go make sure blacks don't kill blacks. Exactly. So we're not. So what are we doing? Oh, okay. So we're basically trying to do what? We're trying to not. Oh, history is repeating itself. David, guess what they're doing? They want to take the black man away. Hmm. They actually want to take, they wanted to do that before. We already know that, right? Yeah. Because if you take the black man away, even I remember Denzel Washington. Well, the Democrat Party, Lyndon Baines Johnson, the whole uh, Great Society Act, uh, giving giving welfare to black women if there was no father in the house, all of it. So So now what are they doing? They want to take the parent completely out. Yeah, not just blacks, not just blacks, but like everybody. We just want to everybody take completely. Out. Well, and it's and it's a totalitarian uh, implementation of government ran government education, which they already are. 
but full indoctrination and full control of our kids. They want to they want to mandate like Gavin Newsom is in California, mandate the jab. They want to make sure that all kids uh, that are attending their government ran schools are vaccinated. And they want to make sure that they're all learning about critical race theory, which is teaching kids to judge other kids and people based on their skin color. Which is which is ridiculous. I mean, I don't have any children and I, I just know that it's very hard to see this happening and then have friends who have young kids mm. because some parents maybe not have the communication skills to kind of like, like what we're talking about or just the confidence to be able to, to sit their kids down and explain the opposite of what they're trying to do to their children. Yeah. You know, I will give my parents credit. My mom would actually uh, be a teacher's assistant in my middle school on her day off. She Just took Monday, she, she took Mondays off, but you know what she did? She didn't, um, she wasn't the teacher's assistant in my classes. She was the teacher's assistant in some of my other friends' classes. Oh, wow. So she was wanting to see how they acted. And my mom was huh. always, and my mom was always a part of the PTSA. She was always mm -hmm. like wanting to be the president of that because she wanted to make sure that things are going well with kids. And I just encourage all those parents to keep showing up at these town hall meetings. In yes. fact, I actually, I actually think if you're going to bully anybody, I don't believe in bullying, but I will say, like, I, I definitely feel like you have to be a little bit more aggressive with regards to who's making these policies happen locally. These people that shop at your stores. Yeah. And I'm not saying harass them, like going in the bathroom and all this other stuff. Like, that's just ridiculous. But yeah. I definitely feel like you need to be asking these people. Imagine being a person working at the dry cleaners and you're, you're the the person, the superintendent is picking up their laundry. You you definitely should be asking, hey, why are you doing this? Yeah. And, I know, and I'm a big proponent as well. Get into these school board meetings, which we're seeing a rise of it, which is why now the feds are being, you know, sicked on parents at these school board meetings. But get in there anyway and make sure if these school board uh, representatives, if these school board members aren't following what what the consensus is for the parents for the kids, for their education. Uh, now they're teaching them all this trans language and trans stuff, you know, gender fluidity and fluidity and all this other crap. Uh, if they're not doing it, if they're not going to listen to the parents, then they need to be replaced. And that's where we need parents to, to get in there 100%. and step up. Well, at the end of the day, we outnumber everyone. We, we outnumber the them. We yeah. the people outnumber everyone. But mm -hmm. I think those there's, the, there's these people that are on the fence right now of actually doing actionable items, like showing up to these things and, and oh, I'll just show up once. It's like, no, you got to keep going, man. Keep going. You got to keep, keep going. going. You got to have that. This is the time where people have to, if you're going to, if you're going to do it, you need to do it now because if you don't, yeah. you should see what they're doing. I mean, they're basically, if I had a child right now, I would have to pray even harder that I would not do something that would put me in jail. Right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> because, because like I'm a, I'm a godfather to my best friend's kids. Yeah. And, and he's in Texas, he's in Austin. And if I heard this stuff and I was nearby, I'd say, I'm going to their school right now. And I'm going to be asking a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be asking questions as to why they're trying to do laws where like an 11 year old can actually do certain procedures to their body and not have to communicate with their parents. Why you better believe that? if it's happening in California, it's happening in Austin. Austin has got to be the most liberal city in Texas. So, I mean, I think parents and here's the opening. Here's the path. You know, you get people, David, that are that are, you know, conservative 
So they're fine, right? As far as like they understand certain values that we're talking about. But the people, they have friends. We have friends that are either center left or even far left. You need to have these conversations about these kids. Mm. You need to actually, because you can't refute it. There's some things that just irrefutable. I mean, I think these are topics that are. And with that said, it's like, are you okay with parents being taken out of the equation and saying that government should basically raise your children? Do you think that's okay? Because if you say yes, if you say yes, or if you say, well, doing one of these, then, then you're obsolete. You're obsolete. Yeah. You should not exist. You should not say that you're a parent. You should, you shouldn't, you shouldn't say, well, I'm a proud mom. You take that sticker off mm-hmm. of your bumper stickers. Take that off. The government raises your kids now. And if people aren't aware, why is the government trying to step in? Are you kidding me? Like you say, are you kidding me? They're yeah. doing it because there's a huge agenda going on. And it ain't democracy. No, it's communism non freaking stop. Because if you look at China, we also know that they do that. When we talk about social scores and all this other stuff, they're trying to really just in, ingrain these kids to think that I was at lunch the other day and I'm and I'm sitting here waiting for the food and here in Florida. And I look over. And there's a kid with his father and he won't take his mask off won't take it off at all and i'm not the upset kid won't take his mask off he just wouldn't yeah. yeah just wouldn't at all and his dad and i you know you you definitely you, you can't get involved in other people's business you know and that's that's my thing you know, especially with kids and stuff so you can't go up to the dad and say hey man while you're on yourself and your kids just sitting there with a freaking mask on and you don't have yours on you know at least and try to engage with this kid you know, and I just looked at it and I was like, I wonder what this child thinks right now. Because mm. the kid looked like he's like seven or eight. So, you know, and for all I know, and you know there's just, no way the kid wants to keep something like that on his face. So if he's no. willingly sitting there doing it, it must be that he got reprimanded. I mean, I, it's an assumption, he but it must programmed. be that he had that he had that fight at some point to try to get it off. And it was just like, no, it ain't coming off. So now he's, the kid has beat, been beaten into submission mentally, you know, whatever to be sitting there okay because we're not supposed to have masks on our face he was he was definitely programmed by school because the because mm. how 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 what's the hours of kids of being school six hours something like that six, six eight hours. hours a day yeah okay so they raise your kids you don't so they can program them and and you know i just think that it's it's an, enough is enough you know i, I think that uh, i just i just don't like it i think that we're not celebrating the numbers I think what people are not realizing, like, why all of a sudden are we looking at 700,000 deaths as if like that is like a real pandemic? Like, that's my question, because there's uh, there was tuberculosis that was one point two million. You know, yeah, and no, one even, and no one even knew and no one even here's the thing. No one even right. knew. But 700. Oh, my God, 700,000. Well, what like they say, well, one is too many. Let me explain something to you. People die every day and it's not fun. It's not. And it's and sometimes and a lot of the time it's not even fair. But when we're talking about c- current times, 
we need to do the simple math. What's 700,000 divided by 43 million? <laughs> what is that, like 1.6%? Yeah, I don't so know. I can do it real quick. But survival rate is like what, like over 98%? If you catch it's been over 90, it's been over 99%. Yeah. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about here, guys? Well, the thing is, is that so many people die every year already. And and it has been, I remember I looked at the clock for just our country, just for America. uh, The amount of people, the number of people that die every single year has been pretty steady for the last over a decade, close to two decades since that clock, that counter has actually been calculating and adding how many deaths it hasn't changed. So what's changed? All the numbers are being put into one category to freak people out, to make them believe that it's all because like, you know, we would have a couple hundred thousand people would die of the flu in a year. And now nobody's dying of the flu. It's all COVID. So people got to wake up. It's just very odd. And I think it's sad that um, first of all, it's sad that people don't know how to do simple math on their own. And then when they do it is they have. The, the word I'm looking for and the word I'm going to use is confirmation bias. They already have devoted themselves to that, to that leftist idea that the world, the sky is falling and won't look at data that supports the, the opposite, the actual facts and actually just say, well, this is a good thing. This is a great thing. Holy crap. Yeah. We should be opening up. Like we should be making money. You know, David, real quick. I know we got other topics. Um, is there any um, politician that didn't take money during COVID? Uh, politicians that didn't take money? Mm-hmm. Meaning like their salary that were pushing these? No, not that I've heard. I haven't heard any politicians that have said, hey, keep my paycheck. I don't need it. So imagine pushing these stupid ass policies where people are starving to death and losing their businesses and someone's still taking money that are tax dollars from the, from those same people. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's it's insane. I was, trying to look up, I was trying to look up the COVID data tracker here as you were asking for numbers to just kind of see exactly what it is. Yeah, total deaths, United States, 702,000. Uh, total in the last 30, uh, 30 what is this? 702,000 is what it's saying total. And then the cases are what, like 43 million something? Oh, cases is 43 million, yeah. Okay, so that's the, uh, those are the two numbers. You got the cases and you got the deaths. And, right. that's your, and that's your survival rate if you catch COVID. Yeah. So that's so that's the problem. So that's the problem. Well, that, yeah. And the other problem, the other problem is you've got you've got uh, ivermectin that's being downplayed, and yet the largest city in India is uh, the largest city in India is actually using ivermectin, and they've they've got their COVID free. So we we need people to wake up before I go. New, right? And that's new, right, David? That's new data, that's like right new. now. That's, that's if, new. That if, if this no. isn't if largest this city in India, two hundred and forty-one million people, two thirds the size of our country, over two thirds the size of our entire country, largest city in India, two hundred forty-one million people. The government issued and and told people to get on ivermectin, and they're COVID-free. Okay, and yet everyone here it's still a pandemic. They're forcing people to get jabs, force people out of jobs that don't get jabs. Tell me that's not political. 